All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs Pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod. It's a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible Cubs content and a Patreon-only perk to listen early and ad-free. Hello, my name's Danny Rocket, and it is August 16th, 2023, and we've got a ball game to talk about. That happened at the friendly confines last evening. The Cubs lost the contest 5-3. to three. Kyle Hendricks started for the Chicago Cubs. And the bats never really started for the Chicago Cubs. Let's talk about this particular game. Um, it didn't start great. Um, well, it started fine. Elvis Andrews grounded out. But then on four pitches... Kyle Hendricks walked Andrew Benintendi, and then we got nickeled and dimed. Uh, Robert single, Eloy Jimenez singled, and it, you know this like the Eloy one was an infield hit. You know the Luis Robert was just like he, he kind of dumped it into left field. Ian Happ kind of had him played wrong. It just fell in no man's land. So that now you've got. The bases loaded because everybody had to hang on because they were talking about infield hits. They haven't scored yet. And bases loaded, only one out. And at least Yoan Moncada grounded into a force out. Not hard enough for the double play, hard enough for the run to score. And one nothing White Sox. Andrew Vaughn grounded out to end it. So it could have been a lot. Worse, but not a great start for Kyle Hendricks and the Cubs. Mike Tockman, during his summer, walked to lead off the bottom of the first. But, unfortunately, Nico Horner grounded out. And Mike Tockman didn't manage to get to second base on that play. It was not a double play. Didn't matter where he was standing, though, or who was on base, because Ian Happ was going to take him off by hitting his 14th Home run of the year, scoring Tockman. Cody Bellinger then struck out. Uh, I'll say one more thing about the Ian Happ ball. Uh, he hit it. He hit it left-handed, and he hit it to uh, right field, which is not a lot of balls going out to right field. I've noticed this year. Even you know maybe Bellinger's go out there a little bit more, but. Um, yeah, Hap, the power hasn't really been there all that much. 14, I guess, is not too shabby, but you're hoping for 20. Maybe he gets it if he gets hot. Um, certainly not really on pace for it, but uh, close. But I'll say this, it, it hit, it went in the basket. So I don't know, or maybe just over the basket, but I don't know if that's a home run everywhere is all I'm saying. It didn't look like a home run everywhere. The announcer certainly didn't think it was going to be a home run, but we'll take it. After uh, Bellinger struck out to make it two outs, Dansby Swanson walked, but Jamer Candelario popped out. But it looked like Cubs offense was going to be okay. Scored two runs in the first inning. In the top of the second, more nickel-dime crap. Yasmani Grandal singled. 
Oscar Colas grounded out, put Yasmani on second base. Zach Remillard singled on like a, this BS bunt thing. It was like this. It, it went to Candelario and he tried to barehand it, and then yeah, it just wasn't. It was BS. Uh, then Remillard, because he's fast, stole second base, and Andrews singled him in. Now it's three, no, and Grandal. He singled Grandal in, too. So Grandal and Remillard. In fact, it was kind of funny because Grandal is slow as hell. He's over there standing on third base. Uh, Remillard is on second. On the single, I swear to God, they scored at the same time. Like, Grandal's just, like, huffing and puffing, running as fast as he can. And there's Remillard just trying to not pass him up. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, yeah, he's slow. I'm saying uh, Remillard is fast, and and uh, Grandal is very slow. Benintendi flew out, and Luis Robert Jr. lined out to end it. Cubs go one, two, three in the second. Morel, Suzuki, and... Gomes, top of the third, uh, Eloy grounded out, Yoan Moncada doubled, uh, but then Andrew Vaughn, it, he lined out to Seiya Suzuki, who made a nice little sliding catch on that ball, it looked like it was going to be a little worrisome, looked like it might score a run there, but Suzuki came through with a nice play. Grandal then walked, and Oscar Colas struck out for Kyle's first strikeout of the game. In the bottom of the third, Talkman grounded out. Horner singled, but then uh, Hap struck out. Cody Bellinger walked, and with two outs, you have Dansby Swanson up, but Dansby Swanson could not come through. With two on and two outs, he struck out, and there was much sadness in the city of Chicago. Well, half the city. Zach Remillard Grounded out to start the top of the fourth. So did Elvis Andrews. I almost called him Andrews Elvis, which is pretty much the exact same name. Andrew Benintendi lined out to Dansby Swanson. That was the end of their fourth inning. In the bottom of the fourth, didn't start out so great with Jamer Candelario grounding out and Morell striking out. Say a Suzuki, though, homered 3 3. It's tied. Jan Gomes then walked, but Tachman lined out to center field. Top of the fifth, Luis Robert struck out swinging for Kyle's second strikeout of the game. Eloy Jimenez then grounded out to Dansby Swanson, who made, (coughs) I should say, excuse me, I should say that he, Eloy Jimenez almost got a single, and it would have been a single against any other team except for Dansby Swanson went deep into the hole, grabbed that baseball, threw across the diamond, and Eloy Jimenez, who's nursing a sore ankle from the Tim Anderson fight, (laughs) um, well, he did not make it to first base, and he was out. Yoan Moncada, oh, and then he took his helmet. He was, like, smashing it into uh, the... I don't know what, a table or the back of the bench or something. He was angry. I'm like, that's a little bit of an outsized reaction to just like a guy going into the hole. Maybe you were mad that you rolled over and that it was even on the ground in the first place, but you were almost on first base, bro. If you would have run it out, maybe you would have had a chance, but you know, sore ankle from somebody else fighting. (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, Yoan Moncada singles, Andrew Vaughn grounded out to end their top of the fifth. Um, not that anybody else gets a top of the fifth to hit, but uh, bottom of the fifth started out pretty good. Nico Horner walked, and Tanner Banks comes out to replace Tukey Toussaint. And I haven't mentioned Tukey Toussaint yet, uh, just in maybe that he was facing Kyle Hendricks, Toussaint versus Hendricks, you know. But uh, Tukey did and a pretty okay job, you know, for what their White Sox are asking of him. I mean, he kept it, – it's not a quality start because he didn't make it through five, but he did his job to what extent he could keep the Cubs' bats at bay. And here comes the White Sox bullpen, which is absolutely terrible. In comes Tanner Banks, for example. Um, immediately, because the Sox can't throw anybody out on the bases, or so you thought – Nico Horner, after walking from Tukey Toussaint, God, amazing name. I wish really miss, wish, my, wish my name was Tukey. Toucan Tukey. So uh, Nico Horner stole second base immediately off of Tanner Banks. But Ian Happ lined out, hit the ball hard, but he was out. Remillard caught the ball. Bellinger flew out. Swanson grounded out. And the lead leadoff walk, standing on second base with nobody out does not come in to score. In the top of the sixth, one, two, three, for Kyle, Yasmani Grandal grounded out. Oscar Cola struck out, so did Zach Remillard. Then Lane Ramsey comes in to replace Tanner Banks. Where are they getting these guys? I mean, it's just guy after guy you've never heard of. And uh, Lane Ramsey greeted with a Jamer Candelario single, but... You thought something was going to happen. It didn't happen. Uh, Morell and Gomes popped out, and Suzuki, Suzuki struck out in the middle of that while Jamer Candelario stole second base. So he was standing on second base during the Gomes pop out. And, um, yeah, just not not great stuff. Uh, and, you know, it was confusing because as the top of the seventh started – David Ross starts freaking out, and he's arguing with the second base umpire. And nobody knows what the hell's going on. The announcers don't know. The crowd doesn't know. Uh, so we're just all in the dark about it. We found out later, people thought he was, because uh, Suzuki was out on a check swing. He didn't, well, it wasn't it. He swung. I mean, it was BS. He should not have swung. Uh, but it, he did. And uh, it, it was called a strike, and everybody thought that maybe because they didn't ask for help at third base on the check swing, that maybe that's why David Ross was mad. Uh, no, it was a missed balk from Lane Ramsey. Um, I did not go back and look at Lane Ramsey's uh, balk or non-balk, but uh, I guess that's what the, all the hubbub was about. And it would have made a difference, considering you have Jamer, Jamer Candelario uh, standing there on uh, second base. So at least at the end of the inning, after he stole. Julian Merriweather came out to replace Kyle Hendricks, who did actually furnish us with the quality start. It was six innings, three runs. Cubs got a score, you know. I mean, the hell. You know, you can't just be relying on, you know, a three to two Hendricks start or something like that because it's tied right now. And now you don't have a manager, which actually might be good for you. Elvis Andrews struck out off of Merriweather. And then 
Benintendi flew out, two outs in the inning. Things are looking good, but then Luis Robert puts the White Sox up 4-3 to three with a solo shot halfway up, or actually most of the way up, the left field bleachers. He pretty much crushed the ball. It went quite far. Um, that was his 32nd home run on the year. The Cubs could only dream of such a thing. And, um, yeah, it's uh, pretty frustrating that uh, Merriweather did that with two outs, but and that the Cubs failed to capitalize in the last two innings. Uh, both of those things, incredibly frustrating. And uh, Luis Robert, as he ran around the bases, he shushed the crowd. He did one of those shush things as he went around third base. Of course, that's the uh, the Cubs side. So he might have been shushing the Cubs bench. I don't know if they were chirping. Or we certainly know David Ross was chirping, or should I call him David Toss because he was tossed from the game. Eloy Jimenez struck out to end the inning, and um, Luis Robert Jr. is now enemy number one. Aaron Bummer replaced Lane Ramsey, who was balking, apparently, and he did a pretty nice job. Uh, Mike Tockman grounded out. Horner then singled, so we got something going again, and Yasmani Grandal is a ho- is horrible at throwing out runners. And so Nico Horner thought he was going to have himself the second stolen base of the night, but it was not to be had. Grosmani Grosmani Yandal threw down and caught Nico. It was a perfect throw. It really was. And Nico was out, and what would have been the tying run standing on second was now sitting in the dugout feeling bad about himself. Ian Happ struck out swinging to end it, so it wouldn't have mattered Anyway, well, maybe. Mark Leiter Jr. then comes out to replace Julian Merriweather. It's all the big guns coming out here to try to keep this game at 4-3. to three. Um, And uh, Mark Leiter Jr. Uh, struck out Yoan Moncada. Va- Vaughn grounded out. And then Grandal struck out. So two strikeouts in that inning. Nice job by Leiter Jr., Bottom of the eighth, Bellinger flew out, and then Gregory Santos comes in for Aaron Bummer. So they got the little extra out from Bummer uh, using the lefty against Bellinger, and then Santos comes out, and uh, Swanson grounds out. Jamer Candelario strikes out swing. This dude, Gregory Santos, pretty nasty stuff. I got to say, it, it the Cubs looked really overmatched um, by everything he was throwing them and even stuff he was fooling them with. Uh, in the next inning, Seiya Suzuki got caught looking. It was pretty much right there. It was heart of the plate. And uh, Suzuki was fooled. Adbert Alzali in a non-save situation came on out to replace Mark Leiter Jr., Oscar Colas lined out. Things looking good. Zach Remillard grounded out. So with two outs in this non-safe situation, you're feeling good about the decision to keep the game close with Alzali. But then Elvis Andrews singled, still second. Andrew Benintendi doubled down the left field line, scoring Andrews. It was the insurance run that they really didn't even need, but it was 5-3 to three now. White Sox, Luis Robert Jr. hit it hard. And it looked bad, but it was right to Ian Happ, and it was three outs. And there's a run on Alzali there. Probably shouldn't have been out there. I don't know. Is there 
just nobody else to use. I mean, you're, you know, Caleb Killian. I, I don't know what, I mean, he's not good. You got to use Assad now to start. And I'll get to that in a second because it looks like he's going out there tonight instead of Marcus Stroman, who was supposed to pitch, but he's still not feeling well. Now it's his rib. So what happened there? He probably tried to take his rib out and make a woman just like God. Bottom of the ninth, Cubs do nothing. Christopher Morrell struck out. Say Suzuki called out on strikes on a pitch that he should have been swinging at. And then Jan Gomes grounded out to end it. Sox win at 5-3. to three. And what can I say? The Cubs were supposed to win this game. It's a trap month. They've got to win tonight. You, you know, you have it all right there for you. In uh, the National League, the Miami Marlins lost. The Cincinnati Reds lost. The Milwaukee Brewers lost. And you just lost your opportunity to pick up any ground. And that was your opportunity. You had the White Sox right there. You had runners on to start innings that, you know, were were going to be, you know, should have scored, move them over, move them in, did not do it. Um, you know, just a failure on all levels. And now uh, the Diamondbacks did win. So now they're just two and a half games out of the wild card. I'd kind of say they're still in it. The Padres with a great week and a bunch of bad weeks for the Reds and Diamondbacks could get back into this thing. But um, yeah, right now we're we're on the outside looking in. The Marlins are a game up in the wild card. And um, it's really up to us to just win as many games as possible. I will say this about that is that we are two back in the win column against the Marlins. So if it really ended up like, you know, neck and neck in this situation, um, the Cubs could control their own destiny uh, by having to play two more games than the Marlins do right now. But they're ahead of us right now by eight percentage points. Today, it looks like we've got Mike Clevenger versus Javier Assad and Clevenger, Clevenger is, of course, that jerk that, um, it, I mean, got into a, some sort of altercation with his ex. It all got investigated and he was cleared of and at least enough to, to get him, um, you know, suspended or anything. But, it, it, you know, this guy seems like a real jerk. Regardless of what happened, where there's smoke, there's fire in this situation, even if it was just, you know, a he said, she said bad situation. His reaction to it pretty much proved that he is an ass, um, at least in my estimation. And the Cubs, they don't do all that great against him to what extent they've seen him. Candelario has seen him the most. He's only batting 211 in 19 plate appearances or at bats. And um, Barnhart has 11 ABs versus him and a home run. So you know David Lossie's going to throw him out there. Um, Candelario also has a dong. Nobody else has seen him much or done much. Hap has a hit in uh, three tries. So not much to see here. Everybody else is over. And it looks like just two, three, four plate appearances is the tops. Just nothing going on to nothing to see against Clevenger. So I got no past knowledge of how the Cubs would do against them tonight as much as that's even predictive in the first place. 
But Mike Clevenger this year, um, it was really good last time he went out there uh, against the Yankees. One run on three hits, struck out six through six innings. He gave up four runs, three earned against Cleveland the start before that, but he's been pretty good. He's got a 3.55 ERA, and he's brought that down from a 4.19 on June 8th. We did not face him yet this year, and so we are unfamiliar for the most part. Um, Javier Assad was great last time he went out there in Toronto. Seven innings pitched, one run on four hits, only two strikeouts, but only one walk, too. So um, a lot of pitch-to-contact stuff. Easy to get nickeled and dimed that way, but, you know, that's how the Cubs are built. They got a defense and a pitch-to-contact pitching staff. So sometimes you're just going to get nickeled and dimed to death if you've got a contact team up. I wouldn't say that's what the White Sox are, but that's what they were last night. And it was not good. The White Sox have not seen much of him, and they haven't done anything against him. It's all There's four guys that have seen him. Trace Thompson, Oscar Colas, Yohan Moncada, and Andrew Vaughn. And nobody has a hit. Um, mostly just one plate appearance. So nothing to see at all against Javier Assad. The game will be at 7.05. Central time um, that was standing room only last night. I expect that it will be that again tonight. And what can I say? It's all a must-win situation. You're on the outside looking in. To me, it was all a must-win. I hope that Grandpa Lossie doesn't see, hey, look, we got a day off tomorrow. Let me put my getaway lineup out there tonight. Like, you know, hey, look, Barnhart has a home run. No. You got to play your best nine, whoever those are that day. And I think that when people say something like that, they maybe are a little bit disingenuous in the in not knowing that at this time of year and really any time during the baseball season, guys could be dealing with stuff. Like you don't know why somebody is sitting on the bench that you think should be playing. Maybe... They're dealing with something, and Rossi's trying to give them, you know, a day off. So if you see Patrick Wisdom playing first base, and you're like, "What the hell, man? That's not how it should be. You shouldn't be out there." Well, maybe he has to be out there because somebody's not doing well. Um, now, if it's the matchups that you're trying to play, I mean, then you have more of a legitimate argument about, you know, the batting order or who's even playing at all. But really what your beef is with is the Cubs bench in general, which is, is the bullpen good enough? Is the bench good enough to survive these bumps and bruises? We have a month and a half to go before the season's over, which makes me very nervous because I don't know that we have the depth to carry us through but I don't know that the other teams that we're chasing have it either. Everybody's built a little bit middling right now, which, you know, it's the haves and the haves nots or the haves and the have just enough to sell $30 beer bats in the bleachers. Anyhow, there is your Cubs pod. We got to get this one tonight. Um, looking forward to, uh, dropping a very awesome piece. I know Patreon supporters already got the song of the We Didn't Start the Fire Cubs parody, but uh, shout out to Wrigleyville bum Joey Waltz, 
been working really hard on uh, helping me make this video. In fact, he's making pretty much the whole video, all the elements for it as it is. And um, anyway, it's going to be awesome. I think we're going to drop it Friday if we can get it done in time. And uh, there's your Cubs pod. Everybody have a wonderful day. And please subscribe to the Bleacher Bunch. Give us a five-star review. Let people know that we exist. It helps. Um, and tell your friends about Patreon and how uh, much fun it is to be in the Discord and hanging out with great people. There's your Cubs pod. That's all I got to say. Except, Spagog. Spagog.